Welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. It is Monday, October 2nd. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined by my best friends, Field Yates and Mike Clay. Today's show is presented by Geico. Switch to Geico, see all the ways that you can save. Guys, we are through most of week four. Congratulations. How'd you guys feel about what you saw on Sunday? I feel great. I, that, that's weird, Mike. I don't know what you're referring to, but that, Daniel, thank you, first of all, for uh, clearing up the, pot, the pothole on the yes. way to work for me, that vest you're wearing right now. That must be the reason why you're <laughs> wearing a neon vest. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know what Mike is referring to, so I think we probably would be wise. You know, people aren't concerned about what took place in the past. Who no. wants to live life looking through the rearview mirror? Look through the windshield. Look ahead. So yes. it would be smart for us to begin our Week 5 preview and with that, let's get it let's started, get shall we? It. Bears, Commanders, Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, wait. the Bears. Who's our quarterback? Uh, quarterback? Might be Tyson Bajan yeah, on Thursday geez. night. Unclear. Yeah, un- unknown. After Fields, what? Oh, so you were right then. I missed the games. Did uh, did Fields bust and like you thought he would? Mike, against, honestly, this has to be one of the most legendary board bet wins of all time for real like this what a call by you mike clay you are an absolute ledge for those that somehow didn't see it last week we had a board bet that we discussed Mm -hmm. like every day after we we made it which was justin fields finishing as a top 11 quarterback in week four what did he do he had the day of his life literally the day of justin fields nfl career he had never thrown Mm -hmm. for 300 yards in a game he did that on Sunday. He had never thrown for four touchdowns in a game. He did that on Sunday as well. How do you feel? Did you sleep like a baby last night? I did. It, it felt good. What, what was really nice about this is it wasn't close. It was like right yeah. out of the game. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. The first yeah. quarter, you already know. Maybe the first drive, you already knew this is going to be a, a big game for him. Ended up, as you said, with four touchdowns. And didn't do like anything with his legs either. Nothing. So Didn't need to. Uh, yeah, the story here really is uh, the Denver defense. I, like, I, honestly, I feel great about it. It was a good call. I'm glad we started him. People are happy. That's great news. But I don't know what it means going forward for Justin Fields either. Well, that's the question. Right? That, that's the question then, right, <laughs> Daniel? The question. It was that's a Denver right. defense thing, not really yeah. a Justin Fields thing. So this is that question. I came in and I said this to Field before the show. Is this a spot where coming out of this Denver Broncos defense, making Justin Fields and DJ Moore look otherworldly here, yeah. is this that moment where you're like, if I get a chance, I'm going to at least put them out there on the trade block, see what kind of offers I can get, and this is my opportunity to move on from this depleted Bears offense. I think it depends on the kind of league that you play in, right? Because I feel like most of the people that listen to this show are savvy enough to know that like, I'm not going to take the cheese after one mm-hmm. good Justin Fields game. Yeah, it's the friends in your league that don't listen to the show that you then right. take their Which, cheese. I, are there people that play fantasy football that don't listen to this show? I'm not aware. I know Jeez, that we have 11 plus million users on ESPN's app for the fantasy uh, platform specifically. I got to figure that our numbers are yeah, give or take there, like 11, 12 million nine, yeah. um, per episode. Well, we have at least, I would say, like... <laughs> 50 to 100 listeners because they were all on your mentions yesterday. Yes, wow. <laughs> yes they were. were. I'm glad you're getting your jokes off yeah, now, we Mike. Got, we had the, the Aaron Jones, <laughs> Aaron Jones the other day, now Justin Fields. I mean, are, you do oh my God. Like, wow. Three strikes, man. Yeah. One more. Like, are you trying to unemploy me right now? Yes. Seriously. <laughs> I thought I was clear about that. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, real question, real talk. Like, so but, I, I would try, Ding. I really would. I would move, if I can move on from DJ Moore specifically, there's yeah. a, that's a player that it's like, I'm going to put out offers. You don't want to just take whatever just to trade a guy, but I want to see what could I potentially get after that big game. If it had mm-hmm. been Justin Fields rushing for like 160 yards and a touchdown, Correct. I would have been cool with being like, all right, yep. this might be the start of the 2022 remix. 
but because he threw for 335 yards and four passing touchdowns, which feels extremely unlikely for me to keep happening over and over and over again, if I could parlay Justin Fields into something, I certainly would. DJ Moore as well, uh, because I just don't like as Justin Fields goes as a thrower, DJ Moore will also go as a thrower in Chicago. Yeah, and this is the funny thing about fantasy is it's matchup based. So I had Fields, what, QB6 this yep. week. He had a huge game. I I'm going to rank him lower. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I just was generous. That's why I moved him down. <laughs> My right. initial rankings, yeah. Sure, anyway, sure. point being, I'm going to rank him lower this week than I did yeah. last week after yeah. a huge game because yeah. he's playing Washington on Thursday. So I'm very curious to see if we can keep this going. But uh, I think this is just to say that matchups do matter and the Broncos are atrocious right now yeah. like, uh, on defense. I think we have found that defense in 2023 that we say start everybody that plays against this now, defense, yeah. and that's the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I mean, we, you know what's we, go ahead. Uh, the Broncos defense... For fantasy was good yesterday. They got well, they, 14 they fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but there is this trajectory in the league where Denver's going to f- make some adjustments and figure some things out. They might be poor all season long. They're not going to be this bad. They are actually on a historically poor pace right now. As oh, well. yeah. was one worst defenses ever through four games. So if you could take their defense last year and their offense this year, they'd be a pretty decent team. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Let's point. talk about the the Broncos offense. Right, that is a part of the conversation right now. Russell Wilson is quarterback eight on the season. He's good. How yeah. much of that is because this is an awful. Broncos defense and he's having to play catch up the entire game a little bit I, I also think he's been sharp though in the games that have been a little bit more competitive he's been good like Russell Wilson looks much closer to 20 what 12 to 2021 Russell Wilson mm-hmm. than he does the 2022 version like I think that last year was much more the outlier uh, than anything else so I, I've actually been enthused by Russell Wilson and the pass catchers are good as we know they are throwing it a lot because they can't seem to run the football that effectively this season and Javante Williams got banged up yesterday so mm-hmm. a very uh, I would say up and down running game is already that much more compromised the uh, former Broncos don't seem to agree with you about the receivers though maybe yeah Rod Smith, uh, I think, was the other one, too. Jerry uh, Judy was responding to former Broncos who were complaining yeah, about yeah. Jerry Judy laid there. waste to Philip um, Lindsay on Twitter. If you yeah. haven't seen that one yet, go check it out. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, one more thing, though, about Wilson. If you look at where his opponents so far, the four teams Denver has faced rank in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, yeah. second, third, ninth, and 11th, yeah. remaining schedule, 30th. Oh, wow. okay. So the so dip could be coming. So maybe this is the time that because there, I do know. I mean, I I have him in a league, our Gasco league. Dan and yeah. I playing together, and like this may be the time to potentially try to maneuver off of Russell Wilson. If you have, if you if you have ridden or rode, if you have <laughs> been the hot hand of Russell Wilson for yes. the first four weeks. Yeah, I mean it's early, four game sample size. Not even we're not even done four full weeks, but yeah, it looks like the schedule is going to be much tougher, and it's been light so far for Russ. So that could be some of the the uh, formula here. There are a few players that I would consider just total. Doesn't make a difference what you offer me. I'm just not going to trade that player. Okay. Right now through four weeks of the season, Christian McCaffrey doesn't make a difference Mm. what you offer me. He's not leaving my roster. One of the only guys that feels like at the running back position week in and week out continues to deliver. And it wasn't just delivering this week field. He freaking Mm -hmm. crushed it over 40 fantasy points. Yeah, He went almost full Devon Achan yesterday. I mean, (laughs) 48.7 fantasy points. Uh, He had four touchdowns total. He had seven catches for 71 yards. Uh, he has 18 touchdowns and 18 games played with the 49ers. He's ridiculous. I mean, and the big, so we've talked about Christian McCaffrey 6,000 times in this podcast and deservedly. So there was simply one question mark that surrounded Christian McCaffrey coming into the season last year. Once Elijah Mitchell got yes. healthy, the 49ers leaned on him enough 
that if you were picking nits, which is one of my favorite weird old person phrases, uh, at the top of the board, and you wanted to make the case for Austin Eckler over Christian McCaffrey, it would be because Elijah Mitchell might play just enough to break that tie. Mm Mm-hmm. They were unbelievable. They were running back two and running back three in week one. Obviously, Eckler has been hurt, so we ha- we haven't been able to measure his success since. But uh, McCaffrey is unbelievable. I think one day this week, probably Wednesday, maybe Thursday, we're going to do a redraft. Rest of season, top 10. I can't imagine Christian McCaffrey is not squarely in the mix for number one overall. Number Absolutely. one. And uh, yeah, the number one scoring running back now by 30 points and uh, it's going to be interesting. Week five, they play Dallas. Fewest yeah. fantasy Ooh, points out of running good. back so far. It's going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, Dallas has looked fantastic on defense every single week, it yeah, feels Three like. out of four games. Three out of four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. week three. Yeah. Uh, that, that, right. Was that a trap game that they just... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Arizona, it totally was. I mean, yeah. Arizona yeah. is definitely overachieving. They're like above average in offensive EPA. We're going to get to Josh we'll talk about at some point, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a shocker. All right, let's talk about this Rams game, too, yeah. because Matthew Stafford got banged up. You saw him alien in the second half of that game. But Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams, two guys that have just come out of nowhere, you've grabbed them off of waivers. If you're starting either of these guys, it's because you grabbed them off of waivers and yeah, congratulations. Baby. Now the question for me is, they've been fantastic through the first four weeks of the season. We potentially get Cooper Cup back. What's that going to mean moving forward? You know what? So I, I think we should answer that. I also want to take a moment to just celebrate it because it's like Puka's been otherworldly what good. Find. Every Sunday night, we're getting, you know, the NFL delivers this notes package. They call it the seven from Sunday. And they dig up all like notable facts from the day. And I swear 40% of the notes mm-hmm. to the first four weeks have been on just rid- how ridiculous Puka Nakua is. Like most catches by a player through his first four games ever, most receiving yards by a player through his first four games ever. Found the end zone in overtime to walk off the win yesterday. Brilliant player. I don't care if his production falls off a cliff for the rest of the year. Shout out to Puka Nakua. But I think the production is going to stay steady. We've talked about sort of the Cooper Cup slash Robert Woods model that works yes, for the have. Rams in prior years. I don't know that Cooper Cup, I'm sorry, I don't know that Robert Woods and Puka Nakua are the same player by any stretch, but I do think there is a chance that this Rams offense can support two top 20 wide receivers for the rest of the season, assuming Cooper Cup is back to full strength sooner than later. Yeah, so I projected it out for this week with Cooper Cup playing. I've been ranked as kind of a mid to back end wide receiver one, assuming he doesn't just get thrown into the fire for 15 targets, which may Maybe does happen, but Which would I think be it's hilarious. unlikely. Yes. Yeah, so uh, still ranking Cup as basically top 10, top 12. Nakua came in with a respectable target share, but way down from where he is now, closer to like 23% instead of 33%. He's 15th. Yeah. So wow. there's still now that has Tutu Atwell taking a hit down to like right. inside the top 50. That's and where I Van feel Jefferson like the, phased yeah. out. They could rotate all four guys and this could be problematic. It, it might not work out that way, but I think it's kind of like that thing where like the cat's out of the bag on Nakua, right? This is four games. A guy looks legit. I can't imagine they put him back in the bottle, essentially. I think he's going to be out there and see seven to nine targets. Yep, Absolutely. When you look at the Colts here, Anthony Richardson looked fantastic in the second Mm -hmm. half. Doesn't matter how it looks. First half was tough if you watched it, but once you got there, the kid is still so good with his legs, and he's throwing the ball enough to be able to make up some of that volume. I mean, he had 11 completions yesterday, though. Like, you don't yeah. have to watch and appreciate the passing Sometimes to appreciate the fantasy points, right? He's just yeah. so darn good as a runner. Again, over 50 rushing yards, another rushing touchdown, the same play he has scored on in, I think, three of his four rushing touchdowns. Quarterback draw from like the three-yard line, and they're going to keep running that because defenses have no answer for it. He is a lock-it-in top 10 quarterback every single week, assuming he's healthy. Totally yeah, agree. he is. Maybe even higher than that because uh, yeah, yeah, he's that's second. conservative. Yeah. yeah, he's second in points per game this season, and he missed a huge chunk of playing time. Yeah. I mean, think about how good C.J. Stroud has been yep. setting records or you know historical paces. 
Richardson has seven fewer fantasy points this season. In wow. basically seven fewer quarters. Exactly. Hey, Unbelievable. Michael Pittman had a tough one this week. Michael Pittman had seen 11 or more targets in each of the f- previous three games. Yeah. This is just a tough one. Not mm-hmm. worried about just Michael Pittman. Every, every uh, dog has its day. Every day has its way. Michael Pittman will be back next week or sooner. Or totally later with you on that one. Next week? Yeah, that works. All right, Field. Help us pay some bills here. Geico ass. You want to do it first? Yeah, why don't I start? I say you should start. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Geico asked, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Would love it. Of course you would. When it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you can save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Level up your game day like Taylor Swift with Vivid Seats and get great tickets to the biggest games of the year. You know she's using Vivid Seats to get in these boxes, right, right? guys? Hmm. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with the code FFF. That's code FFF. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. All right. Back here on Fantasy Focus. My name is Daniel Dopp with Mike Clay and Field Jates. And guys, we're going to... Sorry about that, Mike. I hit your microphone. Wow, watch it, man. It's the second time. Watch Mike's mic. Hey! I know you're upset about the... I'm not upset about the the Justin Fields thing. That's not what it is. Take it down a notch. I'll tell you what. I want to look at this Dolphins-Bills game. Because we watched the Dolphins be unbelievable last week against the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. Coming into Buffalo, it was a little bit of a different experience here. Let's start with Buffalo because Josh Allen just looked fantastic against this Dolphins defense. Yeah, again, we'll just gloat for a second about how good Josh Allen is. He is now, I believe, quarterback three on the season in terms of total... Quarterback two, excuse me. Uh, Justin Herbert is quarterback number one. He's the only quarterback with over 20 fantasy points in every game. But just a reminder in the preseason discourse and narratives why people were stunned that someone could possibly have Josh Allen as quarterback one. He has as much weekly upside as any quarterback in the entire NFL. He flexed it yesterday. So you had Josh Allen quarterback number one is what you're saying. Yeah, but and and it was funny because you don't have to know. I don't want to. We talked about this, right? Like humble way. No, no, no. no, But we (laughs) talked about this is the only we talked about specifically on 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 social media. Because it was like people, the way that it was framed apparently wasn't clear enough to people that I was referring to fantasy value. And so there were, I I continue two months later on this post, get comments like Mm -hmm. you actually have Josh Allen ranked ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Not in real life. No, I don't. Patrick Mahomes is the king of the NFL, but Josh Allen's upside is just so freaking ridiculously high. He flexed it yesterday. Stephon Diggs was wonderful as well. Oh man. Gabe Davis Mm -hmm. has been hot over the past few games. That one kind of feels like a bit of a 
trap though, right? Catching touchdowns yeah. without catching many passes that aren't touchdowns. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, his target share is very low, but they've also been blowing teams out, so yeah. they're not playing the full games right now, which is interesting. Same kind of issue with Dallas right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing I will say about Allen, it's really incredible what he's doing because his rushing Way down. has plummeted yeah. from last year. 7.8 carries and 48 yards per game to 4.0 and 27 yards per game. That's a lot of wow. fantasy production right. uh, that he's losing, but he's making up for it through the air so far. Yeah, no doubt about that. And for the Dolphins, I want to give Mike a hat tip here because this is the second time in three weeks that Mike has sort of cautioned. Like, I know Tua is really hard to bench because he's coming off of these just ridiculous games in week one and, the, and then again in week three, obviously, uh, against two bad defenses, the Chargers and the Broncos. Yeah, He's faced two respectable defenses and had two very not respectable fantasy performances, Mike. Yeah, and the problem there is he is a basically a zero, a zero with his runner, legs. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, he has uh, 15 rushing yards and 11 carries this season. It was the same kind of thing last year, and this is what we... We uh, had pause on on him coming into the season because of that way. That's why he was a fringe QB one, not like a mid range or a potential elite fantasy quarterback, because he just does not add anything with his legs. <laughs> and that was kind of my justification on fields to an extent last week was even if he doesn't light it up through the air, he's probably going to run enough against Denver just to give you a decent floor. I know that hasn't been the case prior to that, but with two, you don't have that. You yeah. don't have that safety net if he has a tough matchup. So it's just something all season long, we're going to play the matchups you, with Tua. Do you want to know the bigger problem with the assessment on Tua going into last week, Mike? I think he is the player more than anybody else. I think Dak is in this conversation, though, that apparently for one reason or another, you have to think that Tua is either left-handed Joe Montana mm. or he's terrible and simply mm. a byproduct of playing with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and that great Dolphins offense. When like oftentimes the truth rests somewhere in between, right? So in given weeks, Tua can throw for 350 yards and four touchdown passes and be a quarterback one. He also has weeks where he is more prone than say a Josh Allen or maybe a Patrick Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts to have 12 and a half fantasy points because he gives you a zero with his legs and only throws for 220 some yards and a touchdown. Like yeah, and I don't like, know why yeah. it has to be one side or the other. There is a little bit of nuance yeah. allowed, and you delivered that nuance in two out of three weeks, and you excellently predicted a modest fantasy performance. Well, first of all, thank you. So so kind. Appreciate You're that. Easy. He doesn't yes. want me to grill him for That's Jones exactly what it anymore. is. Yeah. So I appreciate that. No, it's okay. Uh, no, um, I'm with you, and you know I think that nuance is necessary like across the league, especially more now than ever. I, I think about, as you were talking, I was thinking about Jared Goff. Like his home road splits last season were yeah. unbelievable. He was yep. terrific in fantasy at home. You know, like his touchdown interception ratio was ridiculous on the road. It was What's terrible. he done on the road here this week or this year? I don't know. One. So he went into Arrowhead and one, and then I think he went Lambeau. into Lambeau yeah, he did. Field. Sure and did. Yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, two primetime games but, on the road. But, Jared but good in fantasy in either of those? Oh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. That's yeah. a no. Yeah. No. Um, can we have like, I, I want everybody who's out there. I, oh, actually, let, let me just quickly close the circle here on this Dolphins game. Devon Achan again, baby. Who we saw the role increase. Chef said that would happen on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And what sure did he do? <laughs> 27 plus fantasy points for Devon Achan. So Crazy. RB five on the week. He's now like what the third highest score running back for the full season. Something yeah. ridiculous. He's up there and played 66% of the snaps. That's yeah. a big number. Jeff Wilson jr. Could be back this week. We'll yeah. keep an eye on how they distribute uh, touches. He only had eight carries and three catches in this game. So the, that volume scares me going forward. He was very effective though. Good target shares the last two weeks. 
Look, as long as he handles half the carries and sees a target share in that range, around yeah. 14 15%, he's going to be a must-start in fantasy for sure. Good matchup this week against the Giants. I've been nervous about Jalen Waddle. We should talk about him a little later this week because he has not been the wide receiver that you drafted him to be. Yeah, he just feel well, a couple things here is that um, one of the discourses surrounding Jalen Waddle is, are you going to be buying at what you think was peak value last season, mm-hmm. right? Because... Not that he can't have a monster year again, but like for him to have the season he did in the same year that Tyreek Hill pushed for at one point the receiving yardage record in a single season, like that's just hard for two players to both replicate that success. Waddle's awesome. Tyreek Hill is the superior player. So Waddle's kind of been the odd man out in this offense so far. Good thought to talk about it a bit more because I don't think the talent's changed. I just think that at some point we're having the... San Francisco effect, right? Yep. Can everybody yes. feast consistently? Yeah. yeah. Just so much damage done on the ground with, with the running back sure. so far. Yeah. I think Waddle will bounce back. I mean, we can get into that another time more in depth, but I would buy it. We him. need to have some therapy right now. That's yeah. what we need to do. I we think need to talk so. about the Bengals. Yeah, oh. Mike, obviously, what do you do here? this is one of the things. So this was supposed to be the fix me game for Joe Burrow. Right. We yeah. talked about this for the Tennessee Titans. They can be beat through the air. And instead, we saw basically the same thing that we've seen from Joe Burrow the other three games this year. Yeah, he he has 31 fantasy points this season. Josh Allen had 34 yesterday by himself. 31. 31. I believe that's the fewest of any quarterback that started all four games by a lot, by the way. It it absolutely is. And uh, 20th is his best weekly finish. Yards per attempt is below five, which is unbelievable. He had 4.7 fantasy points yesterday. Brutal. That's almost his YPA for the season. 58% completion rate. He has two touchdowns, two picks, three rushing yards, which is an area he was very good last season. Uh, I I'm still scratching my head on this one. Sometimes yeah. it's easy to figure out what's going on. I don't. I, I know that he I mean, can't. I know that he can't. He's yeah. I know he's it's got to be the, the calf. Yeah, it was. I know. Like he's this is not a situation where a player matter. like ascends during one year and then he comes back down. Maybe that's what like there. I think there are some people that are weary that maybe Daniel Jones is that the one yeah. great year yeah. is more the mirage and the reality. Right. I'm still not at that point yet. But with Joe Burrow, like the first three seasons were freaking awesome. Mm-hmm nearly won the Super Bowl. This is not some guy who is like a figment of our imagination. I think it's got to be the calf. And I think the calf is totally limiting his ability to drive the football down the field. I think they're calling plays differently as a result of that. And obviously there is no, and it's not just rushing yards. It's second reaction throws for Joe Burrow. It's like break the pocket buy a little bit more time. Chuck it to Jamar chase down the field short yardage, but either way, let him do the damage. It's just not there. And if he can't get it done against Tennessee, I don't know how you could possibly justify starting Joe Burrow this upcoming week. How about this? They have three offensive touchdowns this season Mm -hmm. An offense with Joe Burrow, Jamar chase T against until yesterday, Mm -hmm. Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, a very heavily invested offensive line has three touchdowns in four games, three offensive touchdowns. Yeah. T against is hurt by the way. Now, you're right. And I mean, to put up three points against Tennessee, that's unacceptable. And now they play Arizona and theoretically it's a great matchup. Should be another good I matchup. Mean, but what yeah. do you do here? Right. I, I, and, and again, T Higgins, very unlikely to play. I would imagine this week. He's got a ribs for a couple issue. Weeks. Yeah. yeah. Rib so. fracture is the, is what I had heard. And so like, this sounds is like that's the case. And on the one hand, you're saying to yourself like, Oh great. You can just go grab Tyler Boyd. And this yeah, offense right. is, is no, the second wide you. receiver. Like the the number one wide receiver in this offense has had one good game. So how can you feel good about the second wide receiver in this offense? Yep. It's a mess right now. Uh, you're right. It's a good matchup on paper this upcoming week. But if you fell down that trap, like I think there's a very real chance if you have Joe Burrow and you've started them each of the first four weeks, you are like at 
best two and two, and you might well be one and three or zero and four. Quarterbacks can drive your team so much in fantasy football. And if you are at risk of going one and four, zero and five, how can you possibly try out Joe Burrow this week? How? Let me ask you this then with that, and we can talk about it more again later this week when we talk about waiver wire, but is he a guy that you would drop for somebody or is Burrow just, he's still so talented that if he ever fixes it, he mm-hmm. still needs to be on the end of your bench and you grab a streamer until you start feeling comfortable. I mean, cause that's kind of the question. Do you I guarantee you that if I, Joe, if I, I only have him one league this year, I guarantee you that if I drop him, he will become the NFL's MVP. <laughs> so yeah. if you want to tempt that, I will consider it for the, for the greater good of the masses. Um, in that league, I am, doing my best to try to find a trade for somebody else this week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't drop him yet. Yeah. I f- he feels inevitable, right? He's just too good to your point. I still good. believe, yeah. I still believe he will like, there's some players where like, it's not it's okay. To, like, it's I, okay to like, I don't, on. I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to happen, but Joe Burrow, I think good example happen, of you know? a guy like, is not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. All right. What about uh, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry finally, I don't want to say yeah. finally, got back on track. Yeah, after that was the fix me game that we were, we were ignoring. Mm-hmm. It was, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was great to see the King look like the King and here's the good news for Derrick Henry. As bad as it's been in two out of four games, it's been really good in the other two games. So just a good subtle reminder here from Derrick Henry that when they play their game, which is dominating at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, that Henry can still carry the ball 20 plus times, rush for 100 yards. That touchdown run yesterday was pretty nifty, by the way, as well. Assuaged some of the concerns that the athleticism was declining. Yeah, disappointing that the targets have gone down from last year. That really propelled him up into the elite run. I mean, he's been in the elite running backs, but it got him to kind of a another level. But he's still second in carries yeah. in a running back, and he's fifth in touches yeah. and eleventh in fantasy points. So maybe not the ceiling he had last year, but still enough to be in that RB one conversation. Really quick on the Texans here. Yeah. I thought CJ Stroud looked good. We've already talked about this kid and how nice he has looked. The question here for me is, are we in the same kind of boat that we are with the 49ers where we're going to have these wide receivers that are getting good volume, but you're not always going to know which week it's going to be. We've seen some Tank Dell and he's look good. We've yeah. seen some Nico Collins this week specifically. If you called him like as your start of the week, maybe on Friday, that would have been a good decision. Did you? Oh, I did do that. Yeah, did. I did. Nice. I did Nico Collins the start of the week. Do you want the but chain? This is, say that again? No, I don't need the chain. That's you wear right. that thing. That was a good call. But this is one of those things. Like, I, I feel like they're going to rotate through because CJ Stroud is sort of passing it to everybody. All three of these wide receivers are getting volume, including tight end Dalton Schultz. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it was great to see. Yeah. I'm projecting them pretty much all across the board, right, right around a 20% target share with Collins getting an edge because he's been the best there so far. Uh, really Stuck quick, up for the yeah, Texans. Really quick, yes. CJ Stroud, 8.0 yards per attempt. Only two quarterbacks ahead of him this year, Tua and Brock Purdy. He's been terrific. 20-plus points in each of his past three games. Dude is so good. Crushing it. Love seeing it. All right, Daniel Dot, Mike Clay, and Phil Jates here on Fantasy Focus. And yeah. We are talking about the Atlanta Falcons. Guys, we finally did right. it. Wait. Arthur Smith. We are doing it because we have we to. We had a not tight end we go for 95 Six yards. Six receptions in 95 yards. We did it. Good job. Wait, wait a minute. Congratulations, Nicole Pruitt. Oh, shoot. Wait, no, wait was a minute. It? That That's, was John Smith. Oh, it was John Smith. Uh, Wasn't even oh. Pruitt. Is he, on, is he on the roster still? I don't think so. Right, is he? I think, yeah, way down, the, way down the list. Do we do it now, guys? Like, I think, I, so, I don't recall exactly. Daniel, how, how in were you on Kyle Pitts this preseason? Were you, like, a similar vein as Mike and I? Like, hey, he's not a tight end three, but he's tight end seven or eight, and, and the value was fair because he's going in, like, you know, the seventh or eighth round. Were you there? It got to a point where he was still just more talented than the guys below him, and you had to draft him because yeah, of right. that. Should we, should we all, like, do we have two more of those bright vests that you had at the yeah. start of the show? Because do we more all just mat. wear we them right now? <laughs> yes. Gift for the clown. Yeah, the yes. Bags over our heads. Yes. Hey, um, I, sh- I shared that gift with you yesterday when I was talking about Justin oh, yes, Fields. Yeah, it was <laughs> most prominent on your mind. No, we can all take a big L on Kyle Pitts, guys. It's just not going to happen. Nope. 
Uh, Carrillo, five targets per game, so that's even worse than last year. The targets are going the wrong direction. Three touchdowns now in 31 career games, under 45 yards in every game this season. Uh, They are choosing, I mean, their target leader, not just tight ends, their target leader the last three games is Johnny Smith. And can we just, like, let's let's not hide from from the reality. As far as, like, a long-term solution at quarterback, we don't think Desmond Ritter is it, do we? No. Like I, I understand that part of this is symptomatic of the offense because they have a lot of players they trust, and Arthur Smith loves to distribute the football to a lot of different guys, but some of it is the guy that's at the control panel here, right? The quarterback play, because you're watching it yesterday. You're just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't think an offense with mm-hmm. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, and by the way, Johnny Smith is a good football player. Like yes. he's he's a, he's an athletic, talented tight end. Like they do have legit pieces. They should not be this bad offensively, and yet they are. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Speaking of which, Drake London also he had a touchdown yesterday. Still not starting him. He's yeah. not. There's not London, enough volume. You got to be saved by his yeah six targets, five point three per game this season. So the only guy you're starting here is Bijan Robinson. But here's the thing, London and Pitts, you could still leave on your bench because that's what your bench is for. Kind yeah. of them upside players and if they make a switch to Taylor Heineke and there's more pass volume maybe but as long as Desmond Ritter's their quarterback you can't start those guys man and I just like and it's weird because for as negative as the conversation is about like basically every other player on the offense that we want to start Bijan is so cool like he's so damn good it's absurd I understand we can have a million conversations about taking a running back in the first round but man, is that guy fun to watch? I know that this is the athletic, most athletic league. Probably, I mean, it's an unbelievable. I don't know, whatever. I don't want to turn into an NBA versus NHL versus MLB versus <laughs> NFL conversation about who's the best athletes. NASCAR. These are freak athletes. NASCAR, of course, uh, freak athletes. And Bijan just looks like he's playing a different game than so he many does. of them. He is so fluid, mm-hmm. so explosive. He's so so shifty. He is so fun to watch. And yet, the rest of this this Falcons offense just makes you want to shed it to like a little tear, mm-hmm. just a little one. A little, maybe a bigger I, one. I, uh, a lot of a water ones. well of tears. Here's a quick question: Who scored more fantasy points this year, Tyler Conklin or Kyle Pitts? Don't don't ask those kind of <laughs> questions out loud, Daniel. I Who scored more fantasy points, Kate Otten or Kyle Pitts this year? Well, Kate Otten scored a touchdown yesterday, so I'm going to say him. What about Noah Gray or Kyle? Pitts? Oh, he got a touchdown Noah, yesterday. I mean, Noah too. Gray is from Massachusetts. Of course, he has more fantasy points than Kyle. Right, Pitts. How about Noah Fant? He's played two games for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, you better oh, not. You, Let's just move on. Really from scored this. more points. Every single one of those tight ends has scored more fantasy points this year than Kyle Pitts. Oh, Here's a question for me: Like we just had this. If you have, and maybe this is a very small sample, like you, the people that might have this situation, but we're talking about maybe don't drop Kyle Pitts because he's still so talented. You can leave him at the end of the bench in case Taylor Heineke comes around. The, my bench only has so many bench spots for it. It's probably a league size thing. Right. Yeah, it sure is. But the yeah. thing is that like if you're in a 16-team league so where the benches are short, mm-hmm. you'd say, like, I can't put him on my bench. Well, who is available that you can start in the 16-team league in right, tight end? Right. In a 10-team league with a larger bench, I think it's probably justifiable to keep him there. It just hurts like heck because the guy is so freaking talented. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. All right, let's move ahead and talk about something that's more exciting. Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Mike, what's their record? 4-0. That's correct. 4-0. One of two teams that is still undefeated yes, in the, the NFL. 49ers. Yeah. That's right. How when do you guys face off? Later point, in right? the season, okay. I want to say I'm not. The Eagles have an, an absurd schedule. Like in the they like two have, thirds yeah. of the way through the season, yeah. they have like five straight games against like every all Chiefs, the best teams 49ers, the Bills. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Cowboys, I think are in there. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. The Commanders really like took this to the wire though. Frisky they really did. to overtime. Frisky we saw Sam Howell games. Too bad. Yeah. yeah. 
one of the things that we had talked about the week before was figuring out which one of these wide receivers was going to feast. A.J. Brown comes back and does it again. He looks like a man out there, Mike Clay. Yeah, he's ridiculous with the ball in his hands. It's just unreal. He just is moving at a different speed. He looks bigger, faster, more athletic than everyone that's going up against him. It's not even fair. Uh, Back-to-back huge games here. And his target share is 35% this season. It was 28% last year. good. It was 28 last year, and he was a terrific wide receiver one. It's even higher this year. Uh, there was, you know, he was a little upset about not getting the ball more earlier in the season. He was so much for that. Had they a conversation feed, about it. They're We're feeding good. it to him and it's working. So yeah. I don't expect it to change at all. Concerned about Devonte Smith a little not, bit. Not really. Okay. Uh, we've seen this. We saw this a little bit last year too. Yes, I did. think he'll be fine. Uh, I, you know, his target share is about the same as last year. I would say mid range wide receiver too. maybe not right where he was last year, but still a, a safe guy to start each and every week. He's clearly their number two target. Actually, I take that back. I didn't realize it had been, it, it, it feels maybe it's because the past two weeks, AJ Brown's gone off. And so it just off. feels like Devonte Smith's not been as productive, but he's still got three games with 14.8 fantasy points or more. Yeah. He's not doing too poorly. All right. Let's talk about the bucks here as well. This is a, this is buck Saint matchup. We had talked specifically about Marshawn Lattimore and mm-hmm. Mike Evans. Unfortunately, halfway through this game, Cut Mike short, Evans yeah. leaves with a hamstring injury. So we didn't get to see that come to fruition totally. Yeah. Barely. I think there were a two catches bit. from Mar- uh, Mike Evans when being targeted or being shadowed mm-hmm. by uh, Marshawn Lattimore. So uh, it was, I don't know, call it a draw yeah. halfway through the game, uh, but certainly a fun one to watch here. But the departure of Mike Evans and on top of the fact that Chris Goblin remains good, Led to the Chris Godwin breakout game, baby. Yes, Finally, up over 110 receiving yards, found the end zone as well. Just a monster day there from Chris Godwin. It was great to see. And I, I'll say this. I think that if Mike Evans is out and they have a bye this upcoming week, so sure. we don't know whether yep. he'll miss time. But if he's out in week six, I don't think it hurts the target share of Chris Godwin. I also think some of what happened during the first three weeks of the season was like randomness of Chris Godwin just not having monster fantasy days. Like, I don't think he is only going to be productive if Mike Evans is out. He's an amazing football player. So it was great to see. And kudos to Baker Mayfield, man. He's got this team playing good football, three and one, keeping the offense very much afloat. I hope that Chris Godwin got a springboard yesterday into the rest of the season. Yeah, I hope so. 6.3 targets per game in the first three weeks. Just not good enough. Under 11 fantasy points. I think the larger concern right now with Godwin is seven straight games without a touchdown. Oh, there was no touchdown yesterday. I take that back. I I said that earlier. No touchdown. Only a few last year as well. We got to get him into the end zone more. I, I... I agree with you for the most part. I think better days ahead. He'll be startable in fantasy. But if Evans is out, I do think he's going to be focused. Baker will be locked in on him like he was yesterday, and we'll have him ranked much higher. Yeah, we saw Chris Olave, unfortunately, not perform very well yesterday. That was a really weird one. Was this just because of the fact that Derek Carr looked so bad? I don't think Derek Carr should have been out there yesterday. And I'm not a doctor, obviously. I, I I can't say that I have any idea what was going on with that shoulder. But just look at the way that this offense unfolded yesterday. Very poor, yeah. Chris Olave gets one catch for four yards. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, and we can talk about Alvin Kamara's value going forward. But let me just share a stat that I think makes the case for why I think maybe Derek Carr being out there yesterday was a mistake. 13 receptions for Alvin Kamara. Not carries, receptions for 33 yards. Prior to yesterday... There had been 199 other instances of a player with at least 13 catches in a game ever. The fewest yards by those 199 players prior to yesterday was 71. Wow. Kamara had 33. And wow. one of those catches was a screen. It was just dump off city yesterday. Yes, the offensive line to train wreck right now. But I wonder if maybe just Derek Carr's arm really wasn't geared up to take those deep shots down the field.
That was a that was a Mike Clay stat right there. That was a Mike that Clay stat. That was something I pulled out of my hat. So I well done. Well, I, well I done. borrowed your computer yesterday. Uh, okay. yeah, if you wonder where it went for about I did half not an see hour. it. It was missing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. And uh, Alave will bounce back. I, I yeah, fully believe that. Yeah, he was awesome. so good. 86 plus yards in three straight before that died yesterday. The target share has been huge. He'll be fine. He's he's just too good. Uh, Kamara though, what a day for him. Who cares the about the, the way it got done? It got done. 75 percent of the snaps. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be good. All right, Daniel Dopp, Field Jates, and Mike Clay here on Fantasy Focus, and we are making our way through a week four recap. Yeah. Guys, the Cleveland Browns stunk without Deshaun Watson. I was really hopeful that fifth-round quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson was going to be okay, but this does feel like one Throw of those the whole throwaway game away. games. I, yeah. uh, I went through, yeah, I go through every game every week. I update the projections, move the carry shares, target shares. Didn't even touch it. Didn't even touch Cleveland. The distribution of targets and touches and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not going to move the needle on efficiency for this offense. It just, it's meaningless that it was a throwaway game. They played Baltimore. The quarterback play was very poor. It just doesn't affect things. You know, it, it was you're saying bad. going forward. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're oh, saying yeah, like, go, yeah. I'm saying going forward. This does not affect my uh, feel for this. Outlook offense. Oh, no, I think yes, it yes, just yes, makes you like game. for as bad as yep. Deshaun Watson has been relative to the notoriety of the acquisition and the contract. It's a significant drop off from Deshaun Watson oh, yeah. to Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, who was a preseason darling. Loved watching him in the preseason. A good reminder: these are two very different games we play: preseason <laughs> yes, we and regular do. season football. The Browns go into bye this week. Now that being said, they come out of the bye and they play the 49ers. So uh, it's not exactly easy sledding on the opposite side of the bye. But to Mike's point, um, if you got through it this week with Amari Cooper and Jerome Ford and David and Joku, like more power to you. Um, but they need Deshaun Watson back in a major way. Early indications are he will be back for week six. Yeah. One thing I'll say, a uh, takeaway is that Jerome Ford continues to establish himself as the lead back yep. in this one, 24 pass routes run the other running backs combined for 11. And some yep. of that was garbage time. In fact, Ford handled nine of the first 14 carries strong handled like six in a row in garbage time. So don't get too caught up in the usage there. Sure. It looked like when the game was at least close the first two, three quarters, it was uh, Jerome Ford. So feeling good about him moving forward. Not at all. I don't have any regret on using any of my fab on Jerome Ford, especially after yet. we saw no. six targets nope. here. I'm super into this. Totally agree. Looking on the other side of this, though, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson looked fantastic. One of the questions we had on red zone was, is Lamar going to score a rushing touchdown? I said no, because I knew he was going to score right. two. Right. You were correct. You Good job it. by you, Daniel. And he crushed it there. Lamar looked fantastic. That's he looked great as a runner. Again, he was efficient as a passer, 15 for 19 for 186 yards. But the important stuff was that he found the end zone twice as a runner and for all the talk this offseason about how the passing offense was going to change and evolve and be much more dynamic, I think in elements it has been. Injuries have certainly impacted that as well. No OBJ, no Rashad Bateman yesterday. I don't see a wholesale change in terms of the passing game efficiency or uh, firepower. Mm -hmm. I am reminded, though, that the offense is at its best when Lamar Jackson still gets to use his legs yes. a lot. He was phenomenal yesterday. And, by the way, he hooked up with his favorite target, Mark Andrews, five times for two scores yesterday. Andrews had a monster week, 25 fantasy points, second time in three games that Andrews has found the end zone. Yeah, how about this? Uh, Lamar Jackson has two rushing touchdowns now in two straight games. So it's four on the season. Two plus that. two is four. Yes. Good at math. Yes, you are. Uh, he had five total over the last two seasons. Is that right? Yeah. Really? Two, wow. He had uh, two in 2021, three in 2022. He missed a handful of games both totally. years, but yep. still, he's already, I mean, we're through week four. He already has four touchdowns. It's more than he's had in, in 
two plus seasons. So wow. uh, that's that's a good sign. That's Our buddy, be- uh, this is a funny uh, like starts it question, and it's the kind that like just that just totally like. Put your brain into a pretzel. Our, our the great Gary Streisky of oh, all yeah. kinds of fame, including Sports Center fame, texted me before the games yesterday. Hey, I've got Travis Kelsey as my tight end, so I'm going to play him. Is my flex? Should I play Mark Andrews, or Devon Achan? I'm like, first of all, what a decision wow. to have to make. <laughs> wow. I'm like, you know what? I think I would go with Achan. I just said, you know, like I'm just too scared of like the crazy upside for Achan. And then Mark Andrews scores 25 points. I'm That's, like, oh my god. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, HN had 27 on, like, as Mike said, like, you know, <laughs> 10 total touches, though. right? Those it's are just always like, the worst ones. When you advise someone, it could be anyone. If I oh answer my a question God, yeah. and point them one way and it goes well, wrong. Well, I, I guess I was wrong. What I should have told him was play Mark Andrews and Devon HN as opposed yeah. to Mr. Swift because he only had 12 fantasy points last night. <laughs> Is Gary one of those trolls that goes out and drafts both tight ends just to, like, I think it's sound it strategy. I'm not going to lie. I don't, yeah. I don't hate the strategy because you could flex him. I mean, you really can. And it does leave everybody else a little weaker at the tight end. Yeah, it's, just kinda, it's just kind of the only issue with it is, is kind of the opportunity cost a little bit. Totally. Like you have to put it. That's your flex every week. You're kind of yep. locked into it. All right. Speaking of uh, flexing every week, it's about time that Josh Jacobs got How on track. That? Oh, my gosh. Here's if, the thing. Super- if the So it's like if the Bears are the antidote. No, the, the Broncos are the antidote for your passing game. Is that what the Chargers are for your running game? Yeah, I guess so. That's been the case now during the whole Staley era. Yeah. So, yeah. Super inefficient, though, as a rusher. 17 carries. Hold on. I have it here on my notes. 17 carries for 58 rushing yards yeah. and a touchdown, but 11 targets for That's eight receptions and so 81 good, yeah. receiving yards. That's huge volume in the passing yeah. game. Their all line's been a problem. You see it with his rushing efficiency. You see it with uh, the... Re- what the all the sacks yesterday from Khalil? Yeah. Oh my six that game! That was shout out happened. to Khalil. Uh, yeah. Dump off city, incredible, unbelievable. But Jacobs now has a nineteen percent target share this season. That's way up from last year when he was an outstanding fantasy running back. He's first in targets and rec- uh, receiving yards among running backs this season. Also top ten in carries. Bad luck in the touchdown department. Three point one expected. Only one touchdown. So yep. there's still room to grow in that department. And a good matchup coming up against the Packers. That on um, Monday Night Football on ESPN. Uh-huh. That one touchdown. By the way, I there were a lot of like fantasy heartbreak situations yesterday. Let me highlight a few. Brian Robinson fumbles on like the yeah. one oh, inch line. Brutal. Terry McLaurin recovers it for a touchdown. Yeah. Devontae Adams catches a pass that the, the Raiders are trailing, but they don't want to use a, a challenge because they're afraid of losing a timeout. Adams is in the end zone when he catches the pass. They don't rule it a touchdown. They give the ball down at like the six inch line. Jacobs punches it in like two plays later. I have Devontae in the worm. Like I was playing against Josh Jacobs. I ripped out my hair. It was so frustrating. Did Aiden O'Connell get in for like a six inch, like push it Quarterback in? scramble. Yes. Yeah. A little tush push. Uh-huh. Uh, and then those. Patrick Mahomes at the end yeah. of the Chiefs oh, game. I want to know out there. <laughs> did you lose or win your matchup by six or fewer points because of that Patrick Mahomes play at the end of Sunday night hurt. football? Uh, this really short, uh, Justin Herbert, you are an absolute legend. Incredible. Uh, it's the Josh Palmer show. It is. Not yet time for Quinton Johnson. Johnston had a total total of one catch yesterday for 18 yards. Palmer had eight targets, including an absurd throw by Justin Herbert that at the end awesome. of the game. That yeah, was game so many onions from Justin Herbert to make that pass and that play call. And Josh Palmer with a beautiful catch to salt that game away for the Chargers. Yeah, Johnson only 60% of the snaps, three targets. He's not there yet. Yeah. You're right. Nope. They look so good. All right, here on Fantasy Focus, guys, let's talk about this tight end roller coaster that we unfortunately have to deal with week after week after mm. week. George Kittle, tough this week, 1.9 fantasy points. Dallas Goddard, tough this week, under yeah. five fantasy points. TJ oh Hawkinson, yeah. 4.4 fantasy points. Guys, tight end is so difficult because it's like the guys that we're saying you have to start because they're going to get usage and volume. 
sometimes get outplayed by these guys that just show up out of nowhere. Mm. This is sort of how the tight end position has been this mm-hmm. year, guys. Like, what I was just going to say, about Daniel, it? it's like we've talked for now 41 minutes in this show. I think we've said one nice thing about a tight end. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews. It was Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. That's right? That's right. So yeah. that's the problem is that like, and we're going to eventually get a sign up in the, on, on, on the board here in, uh, in the studio about like which tight ends you can actually start. <laughs> because after Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, I would, you know, I continue to put TJ Hawkinson very much in that lock it in yeah. category. We'll see Waller tonight. Yeah, we'll Monday see Darren Waller. We'll we'll he's been he disappointing does. so yeah, far this season. Yeah. But like Jake Ferguson all of a sudden feels like a phenomenal play because he's got seven targets in three out of the four games. Uh-huh. Like tight end one now. It's, it's absurd how bad this position is year over year. Here's my big takeaway. Find a way to draft Brock Bowers now. Okay. He's the Georgia tight end, <laughs> okay. one of the most phenomenal players I've seen. And I get it. Or get some Kyle Pitts fatigue and like, oh, well, you said that about Kyle Pitts. Hopefully Brock Bowers does not go to the Falcons. Mm. And hopefully he goes somewhere that they like to use their tight ends a lot. He's awesome because otherwise I don't see a pipeline for other tight ends. So here's what I, I have. Con- I control our, our fantasy football player database. Yep. I'm going to go out when we're done here. Okay. I'm going to sneak in there. I'm going to add Brock Bowers. Yeah. Okay. He's going to have a zero projection the rest yep. of the season. So he's going to be buried way yep. down the list. Or a dynasty, or even season long, just get them now. Just get them now. Just, just yeah, them now. find a way Adam, to get them on the people bench. To, That's what we're going to do. I mean, there's really like, let me. Add, I'll just, I'll ask you guys, Daniel. If you guys, assuming you don't have some other very very solid option, I don't know who they would be. But if you have George Kittle, are you starting week five? George Kittle, if I drafted him in the first place has an up-and-down nature to his game. I am mm. living with the roller coaster because okay. I knew that when I drafted him. I'm with you. Yeah. Dallas uh, Goddard. Okay. Oh, both we go oh, let's go so with Mike. Are we going let's player by player here? Or are we... We're just three of them total. Okay. I'm still starting yeah, Dallas I'm... Goddard because yeah. of that offense. It's a good offense. He's still going to get you. Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. And TJ Hawkinson. I'm still starting TJ Hawkinson. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So these are the three that were that were duds, uh, notably this week. So again, that that's... I'm sure listeners and viewers at some point get sad or mad at us being like, well, how can I continue to trot out these guys who are not performing? My retort would be, I'd love to give you a name of a player that's actually good that you can start instead. Right. There are very few of them. Like even Luke Musgrave, one of the more popular tight end pickups in recent weeks, has one catch for one yard and then goes into the concussion protocol on Thursday night. Cole Komet had a big day yesterday after nothing in the first weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. They don't play the Broncos every week. Yeah. So draft th- Travis Kelsey early. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I think uh, in 12 team leagues, these guys all rank, I'll rank all three of them as starters this week. Uh, Kittle, we talked about this all off season. You know, we kind of saw this coming. Uh, it's probably been worse than expected. He's still 12th in fantasy points because of the one big game. He had 16 points in week three on nine targets. His other three games, he has 13 total fantasy points on 10 I'm targets. Sorry. So he I'm basically sorry. equaled three games in, yeah. in one game. Uh, Goddard's more concerning because he's lost about a target per game from last season. He's on pace for 374 yards this season. He had 702 last year. So I don't, I, I that one's hard for uh. me to understand. I was still feeling good about him even yesterday morning because his target shares the prior two weeks were good. Uh, it's a concern. It's fantasy points, the targets are way down. The snaps are, he's number one in snaps at tight end. So he's yeah. still on the field. The production just hasn't been there. And Hawkinson, look, he was top six the first three weeks before the done this week. Not worry. I'm not worried about Hawkinson at all. He still had a 17% target share. It was just a lower volume game. So, so Hawkinson's the one I'm least concerned Do about. we think there's a, and I'm not trying to like, you know, rewrite the rules of fantasy football now, but if you were playing in a league with people that were creative and amenable to 
changes, maybe even conversations. I wonder if here's a workaround for future years. You don't have a tight end position. Uh-huh. Tight ends are just eligible for flex. Yeah. Or, yeah, just or have like a wide receiver slash tight end slot. Yeah. Yeah. Point, though, don't yeah. tight ends just become a, basically uh, like other than the top six, like they become unusable in Correct. fantasy. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so rather than having to like trot out another week where it's like, ooh, baby, I got myself three catches from Evan Ingram on Sunday. It's like, oh, no, like Mark Andrews versus. DK Metcalf is my conversation for my second pass catcher spot. Yeah, or, or instead of starting like Cole Komet, it's like Jahan Dotson fits in that slot, right? Sure. Anyway, yeah. that's way more fun anyway. Totally. Like, would I would not, agree. Yeah. Somebody consider for future years. It would either be that or go on tight end premium, just so that it feels like tight ends are actually scoring some points. Because when you look and you see 4.5 in their little roster, like that yeah. feels crappy. If it can at least see like, you know, 10 and a half, that feels a little better. Double digits. Every catch for a tight end counts for five fantasy points. That's how you get the tight end premiums that matter. <laughs> Top five tight ends so far this year. But then TJ Travis Hawkinson. Kelsey is the undisputed Un- yes, number one pick and it's not even close. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson, Sam Laporta, Cole Komet, Evan Ingram, Mark Andrews. Wow. That's the top five. Wow. And Andrews and Kelsey, of course, have missed a game each. That's mm-hmm. incredible. All right, let's talk about Joshua Dobbs, guys. We mentioned wow. that these yeah. Arizona Cardinals looked frisky earlier, especially when they played the Dallas Continue Cowboys. Yeah. Not just against Dallas, even against the 49ers. And Joshua Dobbs looks like the real deal for this guy. Like, if you're talking yep. about a, a streaming quarterback that you could potentially use, Josh Dobbs has been that guy. And there was a time when we were going through like two quarterback evaluations and it's like, yeah, there's like, you know, six or seven that are strictly reserved for bye weeks. He might've been part of that conversation. No, like he's, he's, I could not be more impressed by the way the Arizona Cardinals punch above their weight every single week. Totally agree. And I'm sure there are Cardinals fans that would like to see more wins. I'm not so sure that's the case. Like if I'm the Cardinals, in some ways, this is kind of like the perfect way that the season can unfold. We're frisky every week. Yeah. And then we lose. I mean, we, we've lost three out of four, but like mm-hmm. if this team goes five and 12 this season and secures like the eighth overall, probably lower than that, uh, whatever four and 13, this season has like the fifth overall pick. That is super, like that could be super valuable. We got reporting from Shefty on Saturday night that Kyler Murray is weeks, maybe even like longer away from returning. Like, I'm not trying to be a doctor here. We're not Stefania, but just take a big step back here. Do you really think if Josh Dobbs continues to play like this and the Cardinals continue to compete like this, that there will be any way in which they bring Kyler Murray back? Doesn't feel like it. You'd be surprised. Would you be surprised or where my head went was Cleveland last year. I mean, it was different circumstances, but you know, everyone was like, well, when Watson comes back, I mean, they have a decision to make now and it wasn't a decision. You know, it could be the same kind of thing here. This one's different only because like, Watson is going to be the guy there no matter what going forward. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced that Kyler is the guy in Arizona beyond this season. So they might just say, hey, you know something? Let's let's keep rehabbing, mm-hmm. recuperating, get you right. Let's not put you at risk. You're still, you know, even if he came back exactly a year after the injury last season, it would be week 14. That's like mid-December. Like, I'm not sure you want or maybe early December. You don't want to risk that, do you? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't but think so. But shout out so, to you, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, he's been great. A couple of things here. Uh, the last three weeks, we've only played four, but the last three weeks, only four quarterbacks have more fantasy points than him. Josh Sir. Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts. That's pretty darn wow. good company. It's like one of those things is not like the other. Yes. Right? I know, right? And how about this for a trivia question? 31 quarterbacks have attempted 75 passes this year. Only three have zero interceptions. I got him. I got two. CJ Stroud. Yep. Joshua Dobbs. Yep. And uh, undefeated team. Oh, really? Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Yeah. Wow. How about that list? Yeah. So 
two got really all three. Yeah. Uh, it's super impressive that that they're doing that damage. So Dobbs has been legit. He's completed over 71% of his passes and he's adding value with his legs. He's not turning it over. He has four passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, there's four teams on a bye this week, which we didn't mention, by the way. There are four teams on a bye. Uh, Cleveland, the Chargers, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. Yep. Uh, Dobbs Wasn't is Cleveland in on a bye this week. Wow. Oh, nicely oh. done. Well done. Back-to-back buys for them. I didn't know we were doing two buys. Uh, Dobbs is in the streaming conversation. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Trevor I'll- Lawrence, bad matchup this week against the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. One example, Dak Prescott, another dud for him. And I mean, relative, he, was, he, was, he played great, but he was not good for fantasy this past week. Like, there's definitely some quarterbacks that are yeah, dicey. Dak way down the list yep. now. Uh, and Dobbs, by the way, at home against the Bengals. Yeah. Also, yep. quick shout out to Michael Wilson, seven for 76 and two touchdowns for that rookie. One of the le- legit waiver ads of the week. He yeah, was Mark, a yeah. sleeper in the preseason, really good player mm-hmm. at Stanford. And it's him, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore is a three wide receiver. Yeah, playing Hollywood, a lot. Hollywood's top 20 in fantasy points as well. He's yep. delivering that guy. One of the most underrated still. players in the league. Continues since he's been around. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do if you are a Brees Hall manager, understanding that the Jets mm-hmm. this week mm. get the Denver Broncos? Yeah, oh, yeah. Say. I forgot about that. Is Start that RB1? Yeah, I know. Revenge week, by the way, for the uh, the Jets. Oh, yeah. Nathaniel right. Hackett oh, comments right. from Hackett Sean Payton. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, huh. What well, do you do? What do you do? Look, we, we talked hmm. about, I want to I just say this. Last week, I, met, I said that the only thing I'll say about Zach Wilson is the schedule. For him, like, it's easier, right? Talk, yeah, I mean, it was so tough the first yeah. month. It is a lot easier going forward. Yeah. They've had them best some game of his career matches. for sure. Yep. They hung in there with the Chiefs. They, did. they already beat the Bills. Yeah. So, I mean, we've three straight weeks now. The Bills have dominated teams. They beat the Bills in Week One. They're at least they've been respectable in two games out of the four. Yeah. Now they play the Broncos. Maybe, maybe you know I, I mean maybe you want to it throw just a, worked for Chicago and Chicago the game is, is in Denver yeah. right oh man that's going to be interesting uh if the Jets get this one frisky but going forward like as a as, as a real team not so much as a fantasy team um but Brees Hall I I think you have to just you have to continue to wait yeah that's that's my I answer. think I'm going to start him this week yeah this, start, this week yes this week you feel I will, good about I'll start him against Denver yeah and I will say this Zach Wilson at least in this game Lazard had a touchdown he got the ball to Garrett Wilson a ton and that's a trend Lazard should have had two touchdowns yeah. by the way mm-hmm. he, he should he, yeah. Sure, yes. yeah he should have but Wilson tons of volume tons of target volume yeah, nine for has 60 a couple touchdowns yeah. uh I the only concern in the backfield is they're still using a timeshare with three guys 26 snaps for Hall 17 for Carter 14 for Cook the good news is though that Hall is the one now, at least. Yeah. At least he's the one. He has some separation from the other two. In this matchup, I think I'll be ranking him right around 20th. So, again, four teams on a bye. Great matchup. I think this is a week you could start him. Gosh, this is a tough one. I mean, you're just, it is the ultimate hedge where it's like, I don't have faith in this offense right now. Although last night did look way better than I had expected. Yeah. By the way, yeah, he, uh, Hall made, there was that play, the long run he had. Yeah. It felt like he should have had a touchdown on that, on that play. play. He had a blocker in front of him, and the blocker got, and then he got tripped up by him. I thought he should have scored on that play. We might conversation might be a little bit different had he gone the extra what 25, 30 yards and scored. But yeah. nonetheless, it was good to see that big play. Absolutely. All right, Field Jates, Mike Clay, Daniel Dapier, closing out our week four recap with a Monday night football yeah, look ahead, guys. We got mm-hmm. Monday night football now. What do you need? For your, for your own fantasy teams, do you need a any Monday night miracles here from yes. either the Seahawks or you the Giants? You first, Mike. Yeah. I do. I need a literal miracle. I need okay. Tyler Lockett to get like negative seven points. Okay. That's Honestly, like couple ball fumbles. security could be okay. an issue early. Yeah. You know, the weather looks pretty bad tonight. It's supposed to be Maybe like a- 70 and like perfectly sunny and clear. Yeah. You know what I need from him? I need him to 
watch the tape of Elijah Moore running the ball yesterday. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was wild. <laughs> a negative there. 20 yard run. Uh, I need that. And then I need him to fumble. Yeah. Yes. And then I need him to Have do that again. Like yeah. Keenan Allen, but instead yeah. of throwing a touchdown, he throws an interception yes. for minus two. Because right, if we can get that, yeah. I'd be, that'd be great. You're good to go. Not a ton of fantasy action in this game tonight. Obviously with Saquon Barkley is doubtful, leaves the giants with kind of one guy that's probably being started in most leagues. That's Darren Waller, Matt Breedham, maybe on the fringe of a deeper league. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I think I'm. I'm sort of. I, I need some DK Metcalf and Jason Myers in my light in my in my uh, life tonight. Um, but uh, here, I think if I'm like just trying to appeal to the masses here, and mm-hmm. what I have my eyes on for general fantasy purposes is Geno Smith played better football recently, mm-hmm. had a good week last week in fantasy. Can he build on that against a Giants defense that was woe for early in the season? Been not much but a little bit better good matchup i would think on paper for geno smith and then mike highlighted this last week but for as good as kenneth walker the third has been zach charbonnet's uh snap count has Mm -hmm. risen in recent weeks does that come closer to 50 50 or just does this remain the kenneth walker the third show for fantasy purposes and of course does jake bobo find the end zone the seahawks (laughs) are now two and oh with Jake Bobo oh catching a pass this That's year. That's what I forgot about. Did what? you see the Joshua Dobbs social media thing where he went to go get a jersey, jersey for himself? Jersey, yeah. and he, yeah. he doesn't even in the like Cardinal store. You yeah. think Jake Bobo has that situation? That's well, why we can't get his jersey right now? I can now? confirm that you can buy the generic white... Navy we don't want it, right. or the highlighter green. No, no, no. I, I still want the throwback. Um, I think I might have to give up hope and just buy a regular one soon. Rats. That's a bummer. I like the highlighter green if I was going to grab one, but that's just me. So if I don't get the throwback, I go for the highlighter green. I you're think saying? so. Not a bad idea. It kind of matches the focus art and here. You, you can know? always so, wear it when you're walking your dog either in the morning or late at night I'm, because it will reflect everything. Or, too. or you know what I can do is I should I should buy it, and then when I lose board bets. You won't be able to tell that I'm wearing the loser vest because oh, I'll have my Bobo smart. jersey on too. Smart. By the way, Texans uniforms yesterday. Love them. Fantastic. Yeah, love them. Good. Yeah, Scott, sure. stock up right now. And I'm, I'm not talking about like this NFT Dogecoin kind of stock. I'm talking about <laughs> stocks that actually keep going <laughs> the rest of the, the way. The Texans the right now. I know. The defense getting better. They're Quarterback's going the right a real deal. The head coach yeah. is, uh, is, is all in. I'm all in on the Texans. And by the way, they've been doing that with like no offensive linemen. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, like they called Damian Woody. That's why he wasn't an NFL yesterday. It was because he had to go play for the <laughs> Texans. He's been out of the league for like a decade, but they were like, can you give us 20 snaps, please? Let's pick this game really quick for tonight seahawks oh, yeah. at giants field Which i got seahawks seahawks wow that is come on. fast come on it seahawks. has got to be seahawks right i'm with you guys on yeah, that one yeah. what's the score do you have a score uh yes but not in front of me not in front of you that's all right what does your brain know. tell you uh i'm all right brain i'll say 23 19 i was gonna say 23 19 no you weren't for real i definitely was i got seahawks 23 19 no that's i'll right. go uh, <laughs> if it's 23 19 is that is that a score origami 27 15 seahawks Oh, I don't know okay. why 27, I chose 15. 15. That yeah. is gross. I feel like home home ice advantage has helped a little bit this year. <sighs> has it? I, I thought feel it was like the other it, way. It really? I yeah, maybe, maybe not. Just, may, I don't know. It just feels like that has mattered a little bit. Yeah. I have, I have to look into that. This will um, be fun tonight. That's why I gave it a little closer. I'm excited for this one. Just a reminder, Lions are three and one. I don't want people to forget that. Thank you very much, Field. Love you guys so much. Thank you for hanging out with us. Don't forget to come back tomorrow. Field Stefani and I talking waiver wire, a Monday night football recap, a bunch of injury updates that you need to know heading into week five. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We cannot wait to see Did you, you tomorrow. Did you hear Mike? Be nice Good to me. Good luck in Monday night football. <laughs> I'll try it. By the way, I saw a lot of tweets about Fields, about steaks. Do you guys owe me steaks? Wow. Steak? No, no, we don't owe you steaks. No, we don't owe you steaks. Steaks were a McDonald's meal. Yes. Uh, I want a sloppy steak from Trafoni's. No. <laughs>
you should leave. He's a NASCAR guy with a basement shrine, a Langford fan for life. Charges are off to a terrible start, but that won't change his mind. Matching up all the cornerbacks, touchdown regression and weekly stats. But if your team falls flat, he's the one to blame. He's a brainiac, brainiac on the case. That can put us in first place He's a brainiac, brainiac He's my clay Two guys drove to work Neither guy wore a seatbelt One guy got a ticket One guy didn't The same two guys drove home One guy wore a seatbelt One guy didn't One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.